Hello everyone, this is the podcast series for Achieving Financial Freedom. I'm Ian. Hi, I'm Marcia. And Marcia, why are we going to start uh, looking at Achieving Financial Freedom right now, today? Well, Ian, that's a fantastic question and, and thanks for the introduction. Like, we are in December, end of December, beginning of January, and, and when, you, when you think about it, like, everybody comes out with uh, the, what are the goals for the new year? So a fantastic new goal would be getting on the top of your finances. And what's that important? Well, if you think about it, the COVID has hit a lot of families financially significantly. And historically, people usually spend more than 30% extra in December on the, on the lead up to Christmas compared to any other months. So if you compound the increased spending usually in December with the dire financial position which many families are today, it's a great, time, a great time of the year to start thinking how we're going to be managing our financial future. So how are we going to do this, Marcia? Like what's, what are the, how are we going to break it down into smaller goals? Well, before we start breaking, breaking down into small goals, we need to understand where we are. A lot of people, a lot of friends that, that we speak to, they don't really understand how much debt they have. Uh, they have a number of credit cards, they have personal loans, they have after pay, pay later, uh, credits in stores. So it's hard to know where you're going if you don't know where you are. How do we figure out what's the most important debts or uh, liabilities that we have that we have to get on top of? So that's a great question and uh, it takes some time, it takes a bit of time actually, unfortunately. Because if you have that spread around a number of institutions and maybe non-banks, maybe stores as well, you need to spend a little bit of time trying to get, I would start, uh, sorry, I would suggest starting with and going through all your bank statements and looking at how many credit cards you have and trying to come up with what is the latest debt that you own, everything. What is all the money that you own in each of the credit cards then go to your personal loans, go to your mortgage, and then the hardest part is going to all, if you have any store debt, um, and write down, start writing down, or if you can use Excel, that's even better, everything in a piece of paper. So first start with the amount, and then put the institution that you own the money to. And even if you own the money to your parents or a friend, or you have debt through university, could, or even that with the tax office, you need to put that all in that piece of paper. Any money that you own to somebody else, you have to put it down there. Then the next column, I would suggest that is the institution that you own the money to. And then what's the interest rate? And that could be a hard thing to, to get. Uh, when you look at your credit card statements, you have the interest rate, but usually you have it in different periods. And in a lot of the stores, they don't give you the interest rate. So you might have to do some digging send some emails, make, make some calls to sort of understand what's the different interest rates that they are charging you. Yeah, and once you've got the interest rate, like what, what are we going to do with it? Like how do I, like if I've got it written down in a spreadsheet, like what's the next step? Well, the next step is, um, is organizing by the largest amount. So what's the largest debt that you have? And then the second thing that I will look into, what is the highest interest rate? So if you have inter the higher that, that, that people usually have is the mortgage, but the rate is pretty low compared, to, for example, to a personal loan. So I will organize it first by the amount, but also by the rate. 
and then try to organize them as well by financial institutions. So if you have a mortgage, a personal loan, and a credit card with a bank, it will be a lot easier to renegotiate terms when you have one institution rather than maybe three or four. So the things that we need to be looking at doing first are like understanding the, bar, the largest debt, and second, the highest interest rate. You wanna renegotiate or refinance the debt that has the highest rates. Yeah, and you were saying the mortgage is easier to refinance, why is that? Well, in current times where the interest rates are at low levels, um, it's a lot, and there is a lot of competitions from lenders looking into renegotiate um, loans, mortgage loans. So if your loan is not in default, um, it's pretty easy to switch lenders, depending of course on what is your ability to repay the debt. We will we'll, we'll touch that very shortly. But when you look at the interest rates, usually the loan, the, the mortgage on your property should be the lowest interest rate compared to a credit card or a personal loan. And do you have any other tips in just like reducing your debts to start with or, or should we have some other ideas along? Yeah, so once you have all your debts and you have identified the debt and you have sorted the debts by, by the financial institution and you have identified the ones that are the, high, the higher uh, interest paying debts, then it's like, how can we look into consolidating those debts? So refinancing some of those and maybe increasing the hopefully trying to repay the ones that have the highest rates and trying to increase to refinance or, recons or consolidate the ones that have the lowest charging interest rates. But one important thing to note is like, if you wanna consolidate your debts or refinance your mortgage, the first thing that you need to do and the bank and institution is gonna ask you, they're gonna try to know what is your ability to repay the debts. So they're gonna, gonna understand what is your cash flow, how much cash you have available at the end of each month. So to do that, they wanna wanna know first what is the income that you receive from and everybody in your household from every single sources. So if you work uh, and you are now on a full you work on a full time basis, will be your salary, and they will ask you all your pay slips, but any income that you might receive on the top of that. That will be so, so. You need to be very clear on what is all your income that, that you have. But then the, the key is like so. What are your outflows? So what are your expenses? So the next most important line item is well, how are you spending the money every month? Because if you take your income and deduct all your expenses, that will be your money available to repay any debts. And that's the one that the banks are gonna be focusing on. And in particular today, where there is so much pressure on the top line, on the income line. So we're gonna spend some time looking into understanding what your expenses are and how we can reduce those where possible. And with these expenses, like you were saying, you put in a spreadsheet or like, what's the best way to keep track of those expenses? Yeah, so, um, I love spreadsheets, but it's not everybody cups of tea. My mom, um, I had the memories when I was growing up, my mom still has a book where she writes everything down, and I used to have that as well. So whatever is your preferred option, I keep spreadsheet with all our expenses. So we're gonna talk a little bit, besides using this 
for uh, trying to consolidate and refinance some of your debt is how you're going to be using this to, as a budget tool going forward. How once the whole, the whole idea of this, of achieving financial freedom, is that you can set up the new year, try to refinance your, your debt, consolidate your debt so you're not so stressed because you're paying, 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 but also you can be more structured on how you budget and hopefully how you save and have a much more orderly financial position. So we've got our debts consolidated now. I'll just say, like, is there a, much of a process apart from just sort of finding the best interest rate? Or should, you know, if we can do that easily, um, what's the next steps? You know, where do we go from there once we've consolidated our debts? Well, even even if before you consolidate your debts, as I said, um, you need to get the bank to agree to do that. And if, mm. if and the banks today are asking a lot of uh, copies of bank statements, they, they pass, they used to give you a piece of paper and ask you to fill in your expenses. Today, they, um, they want to see all your bank statements to see how you're spending all your money on every month. And is there like a better way to pay off our debts? Like, do I just pay it once a month, once a year, once a week, once a fortnight? You know, what's, what's the best method to pay off these debts? Well, the quicker you pay your debt, the less uh, interest uh, you're going to be charged. So um, when we had a mortgage, we used to pay it on a fortnightly basis because we were getting paid fortnightly. But if you can you get paid weekly, I will be paying that weekly. So the quicker that you can repay, like interest is usually capitalized. So um, the quicker that it can, if you can structure f- um, weekly, we'll do weekly. If you can do it fortnightly, fortnightly, but otherwise I will try to do it monthly. And why is it better to pay it weekly or fortnightly? Is, is it because it's interest rates compounding? Yeah, exactly. So interest rate, uh, they, 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 the banks and any institution that charge you interest rate on a compound basis. So as soon as the, the, the quicker you try to reduce your uh, principal, the less interest you're going to be charged going forward. Yeah, so that, that's a great tip just to make sure that we pay uh, on a frequent basis uh, to reduce that compound interest. Um, once we've got this all sort of, you know, in a system where we're paying fortnightly or weekly and um, it's all coming along nicely, um, maybe expand a bit further on how we can maybe reduce our debts and expenses. Yeah, so as I was mentioning before, like a key, a key thing to tackle is expenses. So the, the thing that um, I would suggest starting similar to like we did with the debt, get a couple of um, not one or two, maybe like three or four uh, bank statements. Uh, you can download it usually from the internet. Um, and if you cannot do that for any reason, just try to get the printouts uh, because a lot, of, a lot of the bills are quarterly. So you want to have a very good understanding on how money gets, what, what are you using your funds for? And you need to be very, very, very thoughtful in the list and go to the, even the minor expenses like coffee takeaways or newspapers. So if I start in, in what we have in, in our, it's our budget now, but the way that we look at this every year, so we start with all, uh, all the rates that we pay um, so all the, all, the, all the water rates, the council rates, otherwise we'll have started with, with what, what is the, the, the biggest expense and usually it will be 
your mortgage. So we start with then with, with all your all your cancel rates. Then um, you go through what are the expenses. Well, you have uh, petrol. Uh, if you have car, you have the car insurance, the comp the, the CTP, the, the the service. So just try to come up with everything that you have. Supermarket, for example. Um, if you buy newspapers, if you have any subscriptions, hairdresser. If you have any domestic help, um, whatever that so be. Uh, if you uh, spend money fixing your house, you will have a different line for renovations. Or if you do do your, uh, if you don't do any sort of work in the house, like painting, any maintenance expense should be there as well. So once you have that list, and that's what is good to have three or four months of bank statements to be very broad. Uh, we also in our list we have how much money we pay to the tax office on a yearly basis. Um, we have how much money we spend in Christmas presents, um, uh, school uniforms. Everything goes into that list. Books, um, everything goes into that list. And I guess once you've got those expenses sort of detailed. I guess you've maybe got to reevaluate what what you're spending your stuff on. Or? Yeah, exactly. That's that's exactly the point. So once you once you have those expenses, um, the easy thing to do is to start with the big expenses. So usually, big expenses outside your mortgages are uh, the insurance premiums. So health insurance, house house insurance, car insurance, and if you have investment properties, maybe landlord insurance. So what? Uh, we usually do on a, on a yearly basis. I, I go through all the insurance policies and then I try to see whether um, I can renegotiate the premiums. Um, usually premiums tend to go up uh, every year on a yearly basis. So I would go through, uh, there are a couple of, a lot of different websites that allow you to compare different quotes, but if not, I will reach out to the insurance provider by email and try to see whether I can get a better deal. Uh, companies, when you tell them that you're looking to move, they usually are very keen to keep you as a customer. Is there a, like any websites that you are mentioning that you like to use regularly uh, for these sort of insurance comparison? Yeah, there, there are a number of websites, but I would uh, refrain myself to advertise those. I found that also those websites uh, get paid a commission. So some of them have very limited options or not large companies uh, in offer. So I go, I just Google it. Yeah. I just Google insurance company, insur house insurance, um, car insurance. And I also use the word cheap. So when you put the word cheap first, it brings a lot of different varieties and then yeah, it takes some time, but I should do it like maybe on a Saturday morning, on a Sunday afternoon, when we have some time. Uh, it's pretty worthwhile. Uh, in the past, I've saved last year $600 when moving from one health insurance to another one and got a much better cover. Why? Because everybody's keen to get your um, yearly fees instead of monthly payments. So I, I got, uh, there was a promotion. I got a, I, and then I got a number of discounts. Um, so that's another thing to be aware of. A lot of companies offer you a significant discount when you pay on a yearly basis. So you might want to consider what is the discount and if possible, can you pay certain things on a yearly basis to achieve that discount? 
like if you put the money in the bank it's not gonna give you much interest you're not gonna earn much interest anyway because the, the, the level of the rates are now so yeah so for the insurances i go and i check around i do the same with the electricity bill for example electricity is one of the largest expenses in our household and it will be more of the in most households unfortunately we don't have solar panels so the, the electricity it's it's a, a large number so every year i go and i check how much are we paying are there any other deals out there and uh, thankfully our electricity provider has a comparison tool with all the plans um, in the website so you can do it and late at night and there are a number of companies and a couple of comp and, and an organization on my website or by government that lets you compare if you have your latest bill gas bill and electricity bill what are the best options yeah it sounds like we've just got to really um just focus on those savings where possible and um thanks for those tips so far we're is there anything else you need to add? Yeah, so like those are the largest tips, but you should not stop there. Not at all. What, what, you, what you need to be doing is looking at all the minor things and then also what can you cut? When, when doing that exercise, you'll be surprised how much money is, is you're spending on takeaways, on, on minor things, or how many subscriptions do you have that you're not really using. So we, we, we cut all the subscriptions except for one for a pay, very cheap, like $10 a month for a, for a pay a subscription provider, given that we are in COVID and we don't go anywhere in these days. So you should also look into what subscriptions you have and how to cut those. I, I, I understand where you're coming from, Marcia. I think it's, um, yeah, it's, it's really valuable to look at all your expenses and, and really put a fine tooth comb through it. Um, I think we've sort of covered a lot of good information so far. Um, how about we uh, maybe just sort of wind it down for this episode and, and see where we can get next episode in terms of just extending on the, the things we've talked about today. Um, I thank everyone for taking the time to listen today and um, I really hope we can see you again next time on the Achieving Financial Freedom podcast. Um, I'll say bye for now, uh, Marcia. Bye-bye. Uh, looking forward to speaking to you soon. Mm-hmm.